put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we four witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and outrageous feminism. And maybe a little witchy shit. that's uh clotho's corner and i was like ooh, like we're gonna be cutting people's fates but i think it's like a like a fabric and knitting swap or something you know when we were in that thing yesterday for the mandrake i saw this lady and i've noticed this before people like bring their knitting all the time you ruined it yeah. it wasn't he's got his okay. oh my god well, well nobody knew that there was an orgy later yet yeah, I know. So, I fucked it up. It, it's, now we've said the joke three times. It's not going to be okay, funny yeah, when we deliver okay, it. Okay, we'll right. just move on. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be another We had a really joke. funny joke where I was talking about Clotho's Corner, and, and then Brandon an said, oh, there's an orgy later. And then Blackbird was like, I don't understand people bringing their knitting, and we both go, to the, to the orgy? orgy? It was funny. We were Sorry, gonna... everyone. Once again. Everything is ruined! <laughs> <laughs> Right. We were going to try to recreate the hilarity, and, and as, as, as always, it is not recreatable. No, yeah. No. Sorry. Everything has to be organic, because I can't follow instructions. Can I tell you? So, it, when I was at Parsons for fashion design, um, we would, if you were designing a collection that had knits, they would want you to knit a swatch to demonstrate oh. what it is, yeah. so you had to, like, you know, learn how to knit in, like, 24 hours. And so he would always say, if you, you had a knitted swatch and it was, like, all fucked up and there were drop stitches and stuff, that you would be like, um, I wanted it to be, like, really organic looking. <laughs> so I've never heard anyone say that. That's, that's uh, art school code for it's fucked up and I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I wanted it to be, like, really organic. Yeah. yeah. I like that, though. It's good that you had, like, a fallback. Well, the other one Smart. is if you didn't finish something or you didn't, like, color it in or there was supposed to be Raw. more detail and you left it, you were like, I just wanted it to, like, look really clean. Look clean? Well, like, because it's not finished. It's just, oh. like, you left out detail. Oh, my God. No, 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 not, like, an illustration. Oh, right, right, right. Like, okay. Because I was, like, I was thinking about how um, I didn't know when I was watching the Tan France show, the Next in Fashion show, they left a lot of edges, like unhemmed or whatever and oh like, yeah people are like I did like an eyelash edge I was like you just didn't you just didn't do it no no, no but if you have like illustrations or something oh. and you didn't finish coloring them in ah. or add details like yeah. you just didn't finish it you're like I just wanted it to look like, like really clean did it did it work no did your teachers no. <laughs> were they cool with that they were students once too they and they're mean. I, and I was, mean. dude. If people aren't leaving crying in the hallway, then it wasn't. Art school's terrible. It's like going to med school or law school, except no one's life is on the line, and no one's gonna die or spend their life in jail. So, dude, I, I was at a critique where the teacher out of nowhere goes, "If you worked for me, I'd fire you." 
Wow. Which I was like, not constructive criticism, but cool. Like, okay, I guess I guess I'm not getting a job with you. Right. Well, (laughs) now I know not to apply. Insider (laughs) time. Well, so Parsons is part of the new school. It's officially called like Parsons the New School for Design now. They changed the name, but um, they wanted to put that new school vibe in there. I don't know why, because Parsons is way more famous. But uh, (laughs) so they. like, 50% of freshmen go into the fashion design program, and so we started... 2% I, come out. Right, no, literally. <laughs> literally, it's, uh, it's like milk. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> and then it's not good for you, and somehow you drink, you drink it anyway. Um, no, it's, uh, so we had, in my first, because uh, I transferred in as a sophomore, we had, like, I don't know, like, 500 students or something and we ended up with like 120 yeah oh, so yeah. people don't stick yeah around. so Fuck like that. like two-thirds of the class either fail out or leave yeah so. well fucking good for you for it's like being on project runway except yeah. you pay them money and yeah. you don't win anything right <laughs> you win nothing except your own sense of pride that you fucking made it through <laughs> and bragging rights on a podcast yeah there you go yay speaking of i went to parsons i know tim gunn the end welcome to fashion talk fashion talk <laughs> <laughs> also also this is x-rated i'm blackbird i'm scarlet and i'm brandon brandon is here with Brandito. us Pentheo Con. Not Theo, but Thea. Panthea. Panthea Yeah, if you are from the, the West Coast, as you are now. Oh, shit, I yeah, know, Yeah, you gotta right? do the Panthea Con. Mm. You gotta add that extra juice to it. But so, you, got, you got the mad vocal fry, so you're ahead know, of the game as right? far as being a West Coast I can fake it real good. Do I have it just naturally? Oh, yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'll take that. I mean, all the ladies on NPR are doing it, too, so just put me in their category. Oh, my God. I wish I could have that job. Anyway, we're not here to talk about our hopes and dreams. We're here to talk about... um, Other people's hopes and dreams and crush them. (laughs) Shit all over them. Also true. This is day two of our Pantheacon. We're we're recapping it in the morning of Sunday, so we'll try to do our best. We will. We usually do it at night, but last night we were all so tired that we crashed and burned. And it was rad. Okay, so... Go. Unfortunately, the very first thing we went to, we immediately noped out of, yes. which... It was tragic. It, <laughs> they were just going to go, it's trash. Uh, which is, <laughs> it's tra- also tra- true. Tragic and trash. <laughs> Both a- accurate. Let's think of more T words. Um, <laughs> so, yes, let's talk about what it was and why it was tragic. Well, first of all, 9 a.m. is always a rough time slot because it's the very first one. People haven't been caffeinated. So it's a really... There were a surprising number of people there, though, already. But to strike the right note of getting, building the energy and getting people involved, but also not being, like, freaking people out there, like, I can't deal with with your intensity right now, is always a balancing act. So in fairness to everybody that presents at nine, people are predisposed to be like, you are freaking me out right now i gotta go <laughs> which is exactly what happened so it was yeah. tantric shamanic breath work which i was already suspicious because i was like i feel like you have taken two buzzwords that mean very specific things but are frequently misused and used two of them in the same title um spoiler alert it was not tantric 
nor shamanic. I'm not sure it was even breath work. Did we stay for that? <laughs> we didn't even. We didn't. Yeah, even we didn't get, get that far. No. No. Mm-mm. We did not. It was uh well so, we walked in and uh, there are people dressed in white, and they fanned us with feather fans. Which at first I was like, this is pleasant, you know, mm-hmm. like having a ceremonial entry into a large room always kind of sets a mood. I was like, nice touch. I like it. Right. But then this guy was aggressively, <laughs> like, violently fanning. Like, balls to the wall. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> fan everything and everybody and running back and forth. Like, it was insane. Like, like if you imagine somebody that's, like, having a dramatic hissy fit, like, tearing curtains off the wall, that was, like, the energy and force he was using <laughs> with this fan to fan people. It was upsetting. It was a little much. Yeah, and then people were pretending to be blown over and... Oh, were they? Yeah, oh, wow, I, I like... missed that completely. <laughs> oh, I should have done that. I should have been like, ow! And then fallen over. And so ride. I'm, like, usually not real uh, coherent. I mean, you know, like, on a normal day, if I have to get up, I am, but, like, you know, not having to get up. I mean, I took a shower and stuff, but, like, <laughs> I don't know that I, like, was on... I, I was not mentally present for any of what was really happening. I was just like, oh, let's get in here and sit down and see what the fuck this is. So. That was another logistical issue. I don't mm-hmm. want to interrupt you, but no, so yeah, it, was, not it was in a double ballroom, so it was in, a, in an exceedingly large room. And the way that it had been set up, I guess, from the night before is they had pushed all the chairs to make a, a circle around the perimeter. So for this thing, they had like kind of like an altar set up in the middle. And people, because they, especially in the morning when you're on autopilot, you just go and sit where the chairs are laid out. Right. So given that, just something t- that I learned immediately from how this went awry, <laughs> that everyone went and sat in a chair, and then once everybody had sat down and gotten settled, they were like, hey, we need everybody to come sit and make a circle. And like a real circle, no staggering. Oh, yeah. So Sorry. first of all, everyone scoots, scoots closer. People that, like, need to be sitting in a chair drag a chair over and then after everyone does that and is settled into that then they're like no it needs to be like a single circle it can't be like people staggered in in a a glob so then we have to like do some fucking geometry and which we had already taken like a breath hadn't we or something so that just Uh, logistically like either set the chairs where you need them because people are gonna people just Go wherever yes. it's already set up. Right. It's human nature, yes. our herding instinct. And to make people move three times oh. is annoying. Mind so, you, she had like six helpers, too. Yeah, like, so yeah. so <laughs> guy that was violently fanning like, people could have been gently moving chairs instead. Right. The whole time. Like, instead of fanning like a crazy person. But, but that, that was something that, uh, just a social experiment thing that struck me was, if, if I'm ever doing a ritual make sure the chairs are where I want them, or to have helpers directing people, telling people where to sit as they filter in so they don't have to get up and move a second or third time. Right. Yeah. Boring detail, but... So far, we've only talked about the first two minutes. (laughs) Because we were only there for a total five. Maybe five or ten. (laughs) And that was even before she started talking. Yeah, she hadn't even really started talking. Well, I thought thought she started talking, and then the circle had to change. Because I feel like we were already trying to get in the groove, and then we had to fucking Well, she started talking and was already crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was that. Yeah. She was very uh, emotional, I guess, about being here at Pan. Pantheacon, Pantheacon. 
And they are gone. <laughs> Which like, I was already, like, getting red flags from that. Because, yeah. one, I hate when people associate, like, white with purity instead of, mm. like, other colors as well. Like, right. which, it was cool they were all in uniform, but that's just, like, one of my personal things that, yeah. like, triggers me. Yeah. And then, um, on top of that, like, I don't feel like I need to be cleansed when I walk into sacred spaces like that. Right. Especially if you're gonna be the person that's like, oh, everything's sacred, Earth Mama, blah, 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 but we're also gonna cleanse you at the same time. Right, I'm already cleansed if your theory applies. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, or well, or make it explicit of like maybe not we're cleansing you, but maybe we're putting something on you, or we're like encouraging you to let go of your thoughts, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So not that you are pure or impure, but but to just like wipe in. free your mind, you know, <laughs> just just turn off that that voice in your head, or you know. So I'm I'm all about people setting a stage and having you feel like you are entering a space that was different than the one on the outside. Right. That's cool. But I agree with you, like in terms of like feeling like you need to cleanse people or not, or or. Um, I felt whatever. like the aggressive guy. Like he really was, thought everybody yeah. was real dirty. So. And he would just like stop to random spots and like look into space and start waving it at. The space, too. Yeah, and it's just like that was like a little good. too much. So maybe he just ruined it for me. Then we can talk <laughs> about like the words she actually said. Oh, in God. The first I had already noped out, so this is all you guys. Yeah, so so Scarlett like just got up and left, and I thought, well, is she going to the bathroom? Like, I thought we she just went to the bathroom. Else, like. Yeah, no, I knew that's she never the answer. I'm a camel, so if, if yeah. I'm if I need to go, I can either hold it or, or so. So yeah. that's that's <laughs> never what's happening. Okay, good. That's good to know now, but like. I mean, I'm sorry there wasn't a table for me to flip so that no. you would know that I'm like, bye. I kind of knew in the fact that, like, usually if you do just have to go out of the room, you leave your shit. So when you take your shit, I kind of now know that you are not coming back. So we sat there for another, so so Brandon and I sat there for another, like, I would say three minutes. In the span of three minutes, this woman that was leading this non-tantric, non-breathwork, non shamanic thing uh, managed to say that she was gonna be inappropriate oh that was that was yeah so she goes I'm gonna be inappropriate real quick and I just wanna let you guys know that in my space I work with the god and goddess and although there's other binaries and other like gender spectrums or whatever like here we work with the god and goddess and she said something like I'm a um something androgynous person with lady parts and like we're gonna work with the god and goddess here and then she started talking about sending all of the negativity down to the goddess and it's like why is the the female figure like always the the trash receptacle for all of your negativity yeah like and at that point we just looked at each other and we're like you know it's time Uh, to go like like, scarlet was already gone so i looked at brandon (laughs) well and she had done something there was we had taken a breath at this point or something and it was like yeah releasing everything to the to the goddess and i was like hmm and oh, and she got real yelly. Oh yeah, too, she was and yelling I, and crying. And I can't remember the yelling why she was yelling, but there was yeah, she said something about being inappropriate and she wasn't going to use like correct, correct pronouns. pronouns. And I mean, I, when she said she wasn't going to use correct pronouns, I looked at Brown. I was like, oh, we need to fucking go. Yeah, like that I mean, doesn't that's make not you res- a rebel. That's, that's not respectful. Yeah. Like you're in a space where people are. Like, it's not just, like, you're at Walmart or something. Mm -hmm. This is a space that is supposed to be dedicated to inclusivity and diversity and and not being 
not being like that, yeah. not being like you can be out in the everyday world and get away with it. Like, this space is not supposed to be for that. Yeah, especially if your whole thing is, like, I'm going to hold, like, a healing ritual for everybody, and right. people are coming to you and looking for help, and you're going to be like, well, here, we don't respect you. Yeah, we're going to help these people, but, <laughs> but I you. mean, not you. Right. <laughs> so, I looked at Brandon and was like, do you want to go? He's like, I'm ready. So... <laughs> We walked out of that first thing, and we have now spent a long time talking about how terrible it was, but it was really not good. And when, I mean, I was, I didn't feel great, but I think it really bothered you. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was shaking afterwards. I yeah. was so irritated by all of yeah. it. Like, it just, it wasn't good. No. There are a lot of, I mean, I have a problem with people taking these buzzwords and using them inappropriately. Shamanic, in particular, yeah. is is a hot topic because shamanism, like, to, to be a shaman or to practice shamanism is specifically like an Asian step, like central, it's refer, it is an indigenous word. It refers to a specific practice. Now in an anthropological sense, people use the word shamanic or shaman like or whatever to be descriptive. And like, you know, you're, you're saying by analogy, it is like shamanism. Right. And, and so you can use that word to not mean like literal Mongolian shamanism to say that something is shamanic you know, shamanish. So, but same thing with Tantra, like, it is a Buddhist Hindu tradition that is very, there's multiple different sects of it. There, it, you know, so to say that something is tantric, there's also Neo Tantra, of course, which is mostly kind of like sexy massage and, and self love and things like that. It was neither of those things. Yeah. So that, that's a trigger for me just as an academic. Right. To be like, call the thing what it is and stop misusing words, especially words that belong to indigenous people that have explicitly asked us to not misuse them. Like, yeah. And you I walk would, in and it's a white chick in this with a sage bundle. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah it, oh, God. Like, it's everything we're told. It's wrong. Like, right. if I was triggered by anything, it was like, do not fucking raise your voice to me at 9 a.m. in the goddamn yeah, morning. Right. Because, like, I, look, I. I can talk loud and whatever, but I, I can't even remember why she was, like, getting all screamy, but, like, that is not healing at all. I don't know what you're really trying to convey, and maybe you're real excited. Maybe she's nervous. That's fine, but if you, like, look at this person's bio in the in the pamphlet, she's got an extensive career made on this shit, so I don't know if maybe just this setting is, like, a, something for her she has an issue with or whatever, but, like, man... I, I, I would love to talk to somebody who stayed for the whole class to see what they thought, but I, like, worry that... I think a lot of people um, stay to be polite, you know, because they're already there, and they want to try to get something out of it, but I, I did not like how that woman was talking to me. I, I felt bad, because I was like... Because mm -mm. I've, I'm I've feeling said, bad. Well, I've said multiple times, like, usually, even when I go to things that aren't good... Um, and, you know, we said this in the podcast last night that it usually starts a conversation at least. So at least I can talk about and pick apart the things that upset me or that I would have done differently. Right. You know, it's still a value because I learned something even if it wasn't what was I was intended to learn. From right. But she I was getting physically uncomfortable being there. Yeah. I, I didn't like her vibe in general and the vibe by put on by all the fan fan guys and yeah. gals. Especially because... The, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm done. Uh, yeah. But the things that upset us are really easy to fix. So, for example, like, if you're going to say, you know, from the 
for example, like if you're doing Tantra, like they often talk about like Shiva Shakti. So there's this polarity, but a big part of it is that it's all part of the, the Brahman or like the divine. Right. So these two poles just interact with each other, but they're, they're of the same substance. So the mystery is understanding that things that appear to be polar are actually working Not. in concert and are, are, are the same thing. They're two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. And so that, that polarity or that binary is actually an illusion. Mm-hmm. So the use of the binary is to train you to move past it. So you could be like, in this tradition, we talk about God and Goddess or Shiva Shakti or whatever, but it's basically these are the two ends of the spectrum and the thing that we're trying to actually explore is that whole giant blended rainbow prism mm-hmm. of all the flavors in between that right. are one or a combination or neither of those things. So when I say God and Goddess, I'm talking about, I'm actually talking about the entire spectrum. that dash yeah. that's in between yeah. those two words. So there are ways to be like, to preface or disc- put a disclaimer on, mm. on binary language sure. like that, which does not sound like what she was fucking yeah. doing. No. And my second pet peeve is in Tantra, there actually is, it, it's a huge part of the practice, this idea of purposely doing things that are taboo or that are, are revolting or that are, that cross caste. If you, you know, are brought up in, in the cultural tradition where caste is a thing, but this idea of you know working with the dead or working with uh, uh, you know things are, that are taboo or um, substances that are forbidden like alcohol or drugs or, or sex or meat or whatever, so the idea of giving trash or refuse or things that are repulsive or bad um, over to the goddess. One, there are goddesses that are explicitly about that, but also the idea becomes learning that the polarity of, of good and bad, pure and impure, gross and holy or, or revolting and pleasurable are actually all, all the same, same thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That that everything in this world is made of the divine. So yeah, it's really easy to be like, oh this thing that is beautiful and sparkly and clean is good and this thing that is dirty and rotting um, and gross is quote unquote bad, but like the mystery is, is understanding that all of these things are holy. Yep. Yeah. So, but also again, doesn't sound like what not she was what getting she was at. Doing. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. And yeah. not even like, not even giving her the benefit of the doubt that she can even think that hard. But for her, like, even if she was just like, okay, we're going to use the God and goddess, like, and just go with it. Leave it at that. But instead of Say being no like, I'm going to be disrespectful and I'm going to be a rebel and do all these things. Right. Like, no, that just makes you a fucking asshole. Yeah, just say, like, keep your words to a minimum. Because like, at least yeah, if damn. she was like, okay, like here, like I'm going to work with the god and goddess. Like then it's my point as a queer person of color to be like, hey, like I either vibe with this or don't vibe with it. Right. And I can get up and leave the space. We were not vibing. Like, yes. <laughs> like end of end of story. We were not vibing. Yeah, uh, we chose option two. Let's move on to things that were awesome, or at least not that. Well, after that, we moved <laughs> the food. No, <laughs> right? We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, and the, and then I, I stuffed a bunch of croissants in my purse, which was awesome. Which was a great plan. Yes, um, great plan. And we went to the the little Egyptian devotional in one of the hospitality suites. Oh, yeah, that was really nice. It that was, was very sweet. I really liked it. It was um, a, one gentleman 
was there and he was like opening up the temple which was the hospitality suite basically and he you know talked to us about the how temples would have been opened in ancient egypt and um it was it was really nice and he all he had to give uh amun ra was pepsi which i thought was adorable so he poured out a little offering and we all did a little prayer to amun ra and that was really it was really cool mm -hmm. i learned some stuff so that was nice yeah i did too which i mean you know a lot about stuff my jam yeah but it was just it was very small because it was the three of us and i think one or one two other, other people yeah. and, and then, then a couple of people that and belonged. then two young women that that kind of knew him or were involved with the group so right. they were able to help out a little bit but um it was a perfect example of one something that was very small yes. and intimate and a, and i wouldn't say informal but you know like like using, it was using simple right it like, was very simple and it wasn't somebody who was theatrical no. or or had this like very big priesty presence necessarily mm -hmm. Um, it was just like a it normal was just guy. Very and, sincere. Yeah, yes. So you know, we've talked a little bit about critiquing people running rituals where we felt like maybe they didn't fill the space enough, or they didn't have a commanding presence, or maybe they weren't charismatic. Um, which in this case wasn't an issue. You did. He right. didn't have to bring that to it. He was just a very sincere person that yes. was like, "Here's my practice. Here's some background about the the history history of it, and kind of why or why not we." We include that but uh and then i'm just gonna do it and and you can kind of here's what i would do and this is what i would do on a normal day or yeah it, it was, was just very sincere yeah. and that was incredibly charming whether whether because yeah. i work with the egyptian gods but not amun ra in particular but um so that didn't wasn't really my jam but it was it just really spoke to me how how sincere yeah, it yeah. was. It very felt very authentic and, very and genuine. Yeah, mm -hmm. genuine. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And, and you it, felt the gods come oh, in. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You felt that they were there for sure. Yeah, yeah. We all. That was a good uh, way to get rid of the vibe that we had going on earlier. So, yeah, yeah, like yeah. complete opposite. Like yes, <laughs> amazing feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't there to put on a little show. Like mm -hmm. he was just. This is the thing I do every day and. You know, this is what we're doing here. It was really nice. So, what, I can't remember what hospitality suite that was. Because it was, it had, uh, they had, um, it was like a multi-devotional space. Yeah, like, it was an interfaith group. Interfaith group. So they yeah. had multiple shrines to um, a lot of Egyptian gods. I think they had A couple some of Greek gods. Mm -hmm. uh, or... Yeah, they had the, uh, a big Olympian pantheon corner and some other ones too, so... Yeah, and all of it had really good vibes. Yes. Like, yeah, I felt good about all the shrines. And they did a little um, sort of four-quarter call, which uh, they were using the the guardians of the canopic jars. Yeah. Um, so that was all very authentic, and it was very simple. It wasn't super poetic or anything. Nope. It, it was just the four corners and the elements and things like that. But when they said it, you felt a lot of love. When they're mm -hmm. like, we welcome you, we're grateful for you bringing, you know, I felt that they meant those words. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. like, in counterpoint to a lot of the things we've been criticizing, um, you know, instead of me picking apart the poetry of it or, or, or does does this language vibe with, with this pantheon or whatever, it's mm. like, sometimes just... Do the thing. Just feel it. Yeah. Like, if it's coming from the heart, yeah. none of that matters because I felt it right off the bat. Right. I felt the gods come in. I felt them... 
And their sincerity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, even more cool, like, the sun was rising while we yeah. were doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was, was cool. coming in the east window, so it was, it was really perfect. Yeah. Yay! Yay. A plus. A plus plus. Oh, and the Pepsi thing was really cute because he and I I agree with this. He was like, usually I give them beer, which would have been super traditional, Um, but uh, he's like, I find that the the Egyptian gods like they really enjoy getting things they wouldn't have normally ever gotten. Mm. So they're like, really cool. This is like fun and new. So things like like Pepsi or soda or junk food, they're like, what is this? I like it, and and that has been my experience as well. Right. That they like stuff like that very much. Which so. is always great to see, like, that type of authenticity instead of people just repeating, like, whatever stuff that they're vomiting, word vomit, right. like, from a or book. Or they like, read, or, or right, yeah. exactly. Ooh, I didn't know about natron salt. I didn't know about oh, that, that either. Was, Tell that us. Cool. Tell about the salt. Well, I, I mean, it is basically, so they're trying to, they bless the um, temple and people with a mixture of a certain kind of salt that you may, it's like kosher salt with baking soda basically but it's made like that to represent the salt that would uh, be on the banks of the Nile yes so yeah so but that was really cool that a you could even because basically you can't import Nile Nature, salt yeah. yeah you can't import that it's illegal which weird but whatever we can import all kinds of other shit but I mean maybe like just keep it in the Nile you know what I'm saying unless you like go there and take a little vial and bring it back but (laughs) but anyway so he he had some of this salt already made and put it in some water and like blessed us all with it and um, we were invited to take the bowl and like put some on ourselves and uh, maybe a drop on the tongue if we wanted so that was really cool I liked that oh another thing he said about that that I really liked is uh, he was like he he gave it to everybody to do to themselves Mm -hmm. because he was like you purify yourself right so even in the setting of I'm the priest like I'm in charge not that that was his vibe but the idea of of I'm not the intermediary that is doing a thing to you Mm -hmm. it's this is a process and it's something that you do Right. To yourself. Yeah. You know, which which is 100% my vibe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, and that was, like, the perfect little cleansing. Like, I... That's, <laughs> yes, I needed to get rid of the vibe from, uh... Yeah. Lady, lady angry. Lady angry. Lady, lady angry healer. Like, I was doing some breathing work, but it was very aggressive breathing. <laughs> <laughs> very angry right. breathing. Angry breathing. Uh, what happened after that? Because then we did something right after that. Magical Mandrake. Magical Mandrake. Oh. Was it? No, mm-hmm. Magical Mandrake was afternoon. No, it was no, 11. It was 11. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah. So, then it was... Uh, uh, they're pretty witch famous. Mm-hmm. Christopher Penzak and uh, Stephanie Stephanie Gramasi. Yeah. Stephanie Gramasi held a... Like, basically a talk, but also with a little trance part at the end of, uh, for Mandrake. How to grow it, how to get it, what to do with it. It was... I mean, I liked it because I didn't really know a whole lot about... I mean, I know Mandrake is, ooh, magic and poison and ooh. But I've always been... I was telling Brandon after afterward that I've always been kind of like... I don't know that I want to do any of that. Because I had a dog and I didn't want the dog to like get into the plants and like eat it, you know, by mistake. Or just like, I don't know how to work with nightshades except for tomatoes, which I have done successfully. So... I was very excited to go to this because I didn't really know a whole lot about how you would get one to grow. And I guess they're real finicky and um, hard to grow. So that sounds like something I totally want to try. 
but uh, there's a lot of lore behind Mandrake Root. Yeah, definitely. I mean, going back to Greek stuff, there's there's a ritual um, in uh, several different stories and plays uh, of like Medea going and harvesting yeah. mandrake and stuff like that. So, I mean, we're talking about, and then there's tons of medieval lore about it, up to like you know Harry Potter. There's mm-hmm. mandrakes and stuff, so right. it's very evocative and and it it touches a lot of different kind of magic. So we're talking about you know like herbalism. Um, it it does have actual medicinal properties. So you can use so there's that that people have been using it as as a medicine for thousands of years. Um, there's the sort of sympathetic magic aspect of the roots look like a little person. So right. there's all mm-hmm. kinds of poppet magic that you can do with that. Um, also the idea that it's baneful. So the idea of poisons and hexing and either like you know literally poisoning people or you know uh, by metaphorically anal- metaphorically. <laughs> Um, so just a lot of um, of of uh, lore to cover. So he, I they didn't go they didn't go deep into the lore, but I liked the. the they touched on it yeah, a little bit. It was so um, they're pros. Yeah, yeah they, just uh, their manner of speaking, and and you you definitely got a sense of their breadth of knowledge. But they weren't just trying to like overload you with with every fact that they could. Yeah, and their talks usually, I mean, his talk it has a very logical pro- progression. Like, he mm-hmm. has had notes and has rehearsed this shit and has done it before. So it wasn't like you're just rolling up and somebody's pulling something yeah. out of their ass. Like, he's he's good yes. at speaking. Yes. Oh, and then they did have, like, a little interactive thing. So while we were lining up to get filter in, they gave everybody a little, like, paper Dixie cup with... Uh, a little water and they had a mandrake essence which they talked a little bit about that too if you're not familiar with those it's yeah. it's uh instead of it being an, an infusion or a, like a tincture of any kind it's basically they've energetically empowered the water by proximity to the mandrake but it doesn't actually have any kind of act active chemical constituents in it yeah so it's perfectly safe um it's an energetic thing it's, yeah there's it's, no mandrake in it <clears throat> You just gotta believe. Yeah. So, so they invited everybody uh, together to to either sip it, or you could anoint yourself with it, or you could just hold it and you know vibe with it. Um, so it's always fun to have kind of like a little show and tell interactive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, and I mean, he is very good at uh, like kind of getting you into a trance state, or at least for me, that was I I was in a pretty good state of meditation for that little visual part. So I had a little. Yeah, so they walked us through kind of like a little guided meditation, which is yeah. pretty similar to what we do anyway, where yeah. um, one detail I liked is, because he counted us down from 12 to 1 and then 13 to 1, which is what I do anyway. Same. And um, But he pointed out that it, 12 is in 12 signs of the zodiac, 13 is in 13 moons in a year. Which, yeah, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that was it was super cool too. Yeah. But he's really good about, you know, as far as guided meditations, yeah. talking at a good firm pace yeah. repeating things in kind of a trance inducing sort of way mm-hmm. um, all of that so so yeah it, w- it was a really good well rounded thing but you had yeah. known about all of this already yeah. right Brandon like, my degree is like in integrative health sciences and complementary <laughs> alternative medicine so <laughs> while it was, and you can grow anything yeah, so it was like super factual like yeah. lots of information but like hearing that information again I was just kind of like okay like. yeah but still like overall your opinion of their talk was yeah, like no, it overall was super good. informative yeah. really good the only thing that like kind of was like it eh, was whenever he started describing how baneful herbs are the witch's herbs oh yeah like, I right. feel like all the herbs are witches herbs but 
I, I mean, agree. I don't come from like the whole like European like witchcraft. Like a tradition, right? Yeah. yeah well, I, I think he meant that there because he was talking about how they want to work with witches specifically, as opposed mm. to yeah. other kinds of herbs that like may or may not. <laughs> that that whether you are a witch or have any kind of spiritual practice, that that they will be helpful to you, and and they're very open and friendly and want to work with you, mm-hmm. regardless of if you have some kind of hedge writing woo woo wishy I guess practice. we'll find out <laughs> if this shit wants to like work with but, them or not and but. one of the things he said um, is that they talked at length about you know this sort of affectionate like almost like a, a pet or a child or a friend yeah. of, of tending to these very finicky plants mm-hmm. and, and definitely interacting with them as if they have a personality and that it's, it's oh that's right he called it like the mandrake is like a sulky emo kid oh, I, they like, are. I must have one they oh are my God. they I are like them. that they definitely have that energy um it, and i thought it was actually very charming too that he was talking about um he's never been able to get them to germinate for him he grows them but he was like it's like, really funny that I, like i write about them and i work with them a ton and it's like you know, but people, people just give them to him. Yeah, he's like, but I'm actually like total crap at like trying to germinate them. So like, which is really nice and sincere and authentic. Like I, authentic, like, yeah. I liked him that he said that. I liked him even more. I was like, yeah. oh, thank you for being like a real fucking human being. Right. Like I see yeah. you in your little blouse. Like right. yeah, he had a he had a fucking Jerry Seinfeld blouse on, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, great. I love them. Yeah, I so I I don't know who's old out there. Because my little, so we did that vision. They're like, you know, see if you can, you know, visualize your your mandrake and what it looks like. So my mandrake was looked like talk like Meatwad from uh, Aquatine. So <laughs> that was the best. And like they were, you know, during the course of the the trance, he was like, you know, see if it wants to say anything to you. Does it have a message for you? And, like, Meatwad Mandrake was just like, I want a french fry. I was like, that's weird. Okay. but And he's like, I'll be your friend. So that was really weird, <laughs> but also fun. And um, so I'm going to I'm gonna try it. I'm going to get some seeds. Yeah. yeah. They recommended Alchemy Works, which I can also recommend. I've gotten seeds and small live plants from them before. Okay. And they are really good. And they have super, super detailed instructions. About AlchemyWorks.com. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's Alchemy-Works.com. Okay. Um, but you if you just Google it, you'll find it. But yeah. um, lots and lots of good information. They have all kinds. Of, you can sort things by planetary correspondence. Um, and then they have super detailed growing instructions because for a lot of the mandrakes, um, they... There's different strains. Well, case, yeah. yeah. And, but for a lot strains. of... What is it really called? There's different... Sorry. <laughs> Pot. Right. What? There's different uh, species. No, no. It's all the same species. I mean, I guess strains works. We'll What's really that. the word? Come I can't on. think of it now that I'm on the spot. Fuck, of course. <laughs> Sorry. There's different plants. Like, there's a, there's a feminine... There's um, version and um, a autumnus. Uh, uh, I'm leaving Autum- out a syllable. Autumnalis. Autumnalis yeah. and uh, vernalis, which means they bloom in the spring and the the fall. But um, they pointed out, which I'm not a botanist, and they they admitted that they are not either. But um, that especially when you're growing them indoors, they'll they'll germinate and flower whenever they feel like it. So. That's not really a good rule of thumb for finding out what variety it is of the species, but uh, they had some the, some cute anecdotes too that I thought were interesting in terms of how finicky they they are. Like they were saying, uh, like Raven Gramasi, uh, Stephanie's 
uh, late husband uh, dug one up and he thought that it was dead. And he was really sad about it because he'd been, he had it. They live a long time, which I also didn't know because I grow Datura and they're uh, annuals. Right. Oh my God, could you possibly make more noise? I don't know, probably not. Getting on, on and off the bed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, no. uh, but Mandrakes live for like decades. But anyway, so he thought it had died. And so he put it in a window to dry out. And, uh, and then it ended up, it hadn't uh, flowered in a really long time, and in, like, three days, it all of a sudden flowered. And he was like, oh, I guess it's not dead. It's really, that's really crazy to me that a plant could just lay dormant and not do anything. But, you know, there's other plants that do that, too. Yeah. Like, I've had mint that I have, like, just left in a pot and not watered or paid any attention to for, like, months, and then all of a sudden, look, there's mint. Well, Chris, even but, with those, like, the the roots, the reason that they swell the way that they do is because it's, like, a food source. So it's, like, carbohydrates. And uh, stuff. So even whenever you take it out of the dirt, like, it still has access to, to energy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was really neat. I liked that a lot. So I'm glad we went to that. Mm. Yeah. I loved how intimate they were with the plant, too. Like, they were literally talking about it. Like, it was a member of their family. Right. Like, their child. And even how... Um, Stephanie was talking about, like, her experiences with her husband, how they raised them together, and, like, each plant had its own little attitude or, like, yeah. way of being, and that was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was neat. Mm-hmm. He told a story, uh, Chris Panzak was telling a story about, um, he had a former student that was, uh, going through some, he had worked with some, uh, ayahuasca shamans, and they were having, like, a shaman battle, and he felt, so anyway, it was a long story, but basically, um, he advised the student to, like, sleep with this mandrake, and you know repot it every day like and, have like a yeah and, and dream with it and he said if if a piece breaks off um to take that and that'll be a talisman and he, he was jokingly like what this guy hadn't been my student for a while so of course he didn't listen to me <laughs> and so he took the piece that broke off and and potted it and within six days it it sprouted and chris benzik was like i've done this for like 20 years and i've never gotten a, like, a plant to sprout from a like root a, cutting, like a, a root part, which which is a way that you can propagate them. Yeah, is uh from from splitting the root and then repotting individual roots. And he's like, I've never been able to get it to do it. And then this dude on a whim, just, doing the opposite of what I told him, planted it, and suddenly so. That's crazy. So basically, mm. these plants will will help you out in the way that they feel like. And it'll just be a surprise. So it's definitely a lesson in patience as well. Yeah, because it sounds like it could take like it could take up to a year for it to even do anything. So we'll see. I'm gonna try it. It's yep. gonna be my spring project 2020. Well, keep us updated. I sure fucking will. What was after that? Lunch. Was it dinner? Was it dinner time after that? We're still like. Oh no, because no, yeah. we have Dark Goddess. I we went to Dark Goddess. That's right. Y'all oh, tell yeah. me about that. I keep trying to talk about food. <laughs> I was like, you really want to talk about food? <laughs> I love food. I'm Hold sorry. on, let me. Well, Brand, let's talk about it because Brandon tried an Impossible Burger. <laughs> so okay. you you fed an Impossible Burger to Brandon, which was alarming. I I don't yeah. think I would like it either. <laughs> so I've been a vegetarian for like six years now, so I haven't had meat in a long time. So whenever I ate the Impossible Burger and like felt that texture in my mouth again, like I went complete panic. Was spit like spit it out immediately. Like, no, I've never seen meat. somebody like, spit meat out or anything <laughs> out. No, that would have been my reaction too. Yeah, it was like a violent like Bleh, get that out of me. Yeah, it's like that's me. Exorcism. <laughs> like, wow. Like, well, when you become vegetarian, like. There's so many, like, 
people don't people that are not vegetarian don't get it right. and either forget that it's in there or they like they'll be like but chicken's okay right like like it's still me dummy <laughs> so, so you are constantly bombarded with things that have meat in them that you were not expecting yeah. so it you it becomes this like reflex of if you bite into something and you either taste it or smell it or you 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 feel that texture on your teeth you're like blah. Oh, like, get it out of me as fast yeah um, because it just becomes this defense mechanism so if I if I bit into an impossible burger I'm pretty sure that I would well, I mean, the texture the texture is very like it's hard if you didn't like I still eat meat so it's easy for me to say oh yeah that is not meat but it's not that easy with the impossible burger it is very convincing it's, it's almost impossible it's how about that <laughs> holy shit what <laughs> you say not just a clever name but yeah it's it was but it was delicious um I because I can like I could be a vegetarian it would be pretty easy for me to switch but I can tell by looking at the edge of the impossible burger that's how you can tell because it doesn't look like a meat burger would look because it's it's very formed together on the edge mm. meat burgers usually still like crinkle out I'm not using correct the correct terminology. I'm not sure that there is such a thing, so well, give yourself some credit. You're definitely not the hamburglar. No, I am not. <laughs> you are good, not though. Mayor McCheese. Right. You are <laughs> not the elected official of Hamburger. I don't want to be. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Uh, I want so tell hat. me about the Dark Goddess. Very so, similar to Impossible Burgers. So Dark Goddess <laughs> ritual was very similar to one that uh, Jay and I went to last year, but not exactly the same. It was held by the same woman. Her name is Jane Meredith. Uh, she has written several books about uh, Dark Goddesses, and it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically the concept was we were all going to uh, sing a little song, and then, well, I don't want to... We were going to sing a song and uh, descend through the seven gates uh, as Inanna did to see her sister Areshkigal in the underworld. And at each gate, you have to give up something precious to you. Uh, and it was very much like the one from last year where we were actually up and walking through the physical gates you know in your in your mind you're imagining these gates and at, at, at each gate you stop so it was a very like m movement ritual which i really enjoyed I, I think you you liked it too right yeah i really like the movement aspect of it any type of like walking meditation is like really cool to me um i liked how everybody was kind of doing their own thing and going at their own pace it right. really gave it like that underworld feel to it because everybody's walking around in a trance like their eyes are down people are covered in shawls like yeah everybody's just kind of like zombie walking around it's like okay well this feels like the freaking underworld like here we are let's go through these gates Absolutely. Um, and the, the speaker or the moderator was fantastic by the way like the way that she set her boundaries instead of being like i'm gonna draw a circle or whatever which there's nothing wrong with that but she was like these are my rules if you can't follow them you're in the wrong place right like actually made us agree to certain tenets before we started the ritual like can you agree to be um like, like self-sufficient one of them <laughs> like yeah, can you take care of yourself <laughs> like uh <laughs> like timely mm -hmm. like basically like 
nobody's gonna nobody's gonna overtake this ritual by their personality you know mm. like kind of like setting some ground rules for people's behavior which i thought was really great like you had to raise your hand saying you agreed to that which mm. she's she's just really really good and yeah. very organized um it, I, I thought that it was it was a little long because didn't it like it was like it went a full hour and a half it went yeah. almost two because we weren't they were not done when i walked out i walked out at five to five minutes to five so mm. it was not done but we were we were almost done so it was um so like for so i i went through all seven gates and each of my gates looked different which i thought was really interesting um they each it was a different kind of gate every single time and the things that i gave up were also interesting but it was to me like there were when you got to the seventh gate, like the seventh gate, you you give up your life, like that is the last thing you basically you know have to give, and there were people around me at the seventh grade gate that were like crying, and I what I thought was strange is I didn't feel that response at all because I had already given up everything that really meant anything to me, so I felt by the seventh gate I felt like kind of hollow and empty like just an empty shell. Like, there, it wasn't really me anymore, so giving up my life was not really... Like, I don't want to say it wasn't a big deal, but I was just like, well, I mean, what... I don't have any... There's no... No attachments are, are here anymore for me to really care about, so giving up my life is, like, just a last... Like, a last perfunctory step. Right. You know? So that was, I thought, an interesting response, because I really thought I would have had a more visceral, like, sad response to that and so and maybe i've maybe i've done a lot of work with death so yeah. or my own death so maybe i don't know it was really it was really good it was um but very different in that like i didn't really feel like a message at the at the seventh gate like i don't know arushka gall was pam greer like from jackie that. brown <laughs> which was super <laughs> awesome and she had like laser blue eyes which was also amazing and just like the one message I did get was like her saying in death you are becoming I was like oh, okay that sounds like a rush girl yeah and that was it and Anana was Sophia Loren I don't know why I can dig it, it. that was pretty <laughs> great I don't know and then like the ascent back up through the gates and picking those things back up like I liked the concept that she said like you can either choose to pick that up or just pick up part of it and I kind of enjoyed that because one of the things that I gave up on one of the last gates, it was like the sixth gate, I gave up my memories and it was kind of relieving to only like, I mean, and you know, this is all theoretical, but like I only picked up portions of my memories. Like I didn't want all of them. Like almost like some of the stuff that's happened to me, do I really need to hold on to it? Like hold on to it and like, in a bad way mm -hmm. you know what I mean so when I picked it back up it almost felt a little lighter but yeah it was well, I like the idea that, that, that there's different kinds of memory like there's there's things that kind of happen to you that you literally still remember sure but it's not something that is feeling raw or that you go back to and like replay and, and obsess over doing differently or you know it you're able to see it more as like the movie of your life as opposed to something you feel like was unfinished or 
well specifically for me it was the memory of my rape that was like I could really like since we since I did a whole podcast about it and have really done work around that it was like I don't have to pick that back up in the same form it has been all my life which was really freeing and weird and not what I you know it's of course like Sometimes you just don't get what you expect out of a ritual. So oh, it's yeah. kind of like, but like a good, a good thing that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. Which I think was good that she even set the ritual up that way in the first place. Yeah. Because she gave like a skeleton framework of like, here's what we're going to do when we get through the gates. Here's what's going to happen when we get down there. And then when we come back up, but like experience what you experience. Like, right. Let like be free with that, but whenever we go through the gate, everybody's going through. So get your experience in your two to three minutes and keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> we're going through. Right. You don't need to stay. Right. right. Yeah. The one thing I liked was when she she said when she was giving the uh, like the uh, over overview and the agenda, she was like, "Here's what I have written at the seventh gate. Something happens here. I don't know what that is, but, <laughs> but something, something will happen, will happen <laughs> and then we will ascend back out." And she's just really like she like knows her shit is really um has a wonderful australian accent and is just charming and also just like kind of no bullshit and that's kind of how you get when you work with dark goddesses well if you roll up to a a ritual that says like descent to the the dark goddess yeah and you were expecting someone to coddle you yeah you're not in the right place you're in the wrong place (laughs) for sure i loved it and like when the ritual was like first or when everybody was first getting in there somebody was like can you speak louder she was like okay you can move closer and anyway so we're gonna start this the way (laughs) yeah there's just like not a lot of room for people's fifis you know like i I mean there's room for your feelings but you have to take care of yourself she's not gonna like yeah I, I don't well, know if you're so. descending to the underworld, yeah, like, take care of yourself. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It was really good. I, yeah. I enjoyed that a lot because I was really like, ooh, you know, is this going to be another weekend of me doing nothing but dark goddess shit? Maybe. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Guess what time it is now? Lunchtime. Yeah. Dinner time. Dinner time. Yeah. Now you can oh, talk about yay. dinner. So, let's talk about how Blackbird could have almost ruined the entire weekend. (laughs) So, first of all, I tried to get a lift outside the hotel. It didn't have the right address in my phone. Like, it just, I used current location like you do. Okay, whatever, young people. If I don't know how to work the app, just don't tell me. But anyway, so the first Lyft driver got all hissy fit and sent me a text. I was like, why did you give me the wrong address? I'm like, oh, God, just canceled the fucking ride. So got another Lyft. Got to a restaurant that was not the same restaurant that we went to last year. Uh, it had the same name and it uh, was Thai food it was Thai food it was not in the correct spot <laughs> we rolled up to the place and I was like oh no this isn't <laughs> the right place at all and the guy and the, the driver was like I can take you somewhere else I'm like no now we don't have time oh god I hope this doesn't like in my mind all I'm thinking is everybody's gonna fucking hate me <laughs> but also they were just like we've never had bad Thai food so it's true. And it was amazing. It was so good. Which, I, that's what I kept telling you. I'm like, I've never had Thai food where I was like, fuck this. It was, but it was like in a strip mall, like sandwiched in between like a smoke shop and a nail shop. So I was like, this isn't the place. Because the place that we went to last year was real cute. Now, it did have the same name. I think they might be related. 
Because that coconut rice was just as good as Ugh. the last time's coconut rice. It was delicious. It was very replenishing. So good. Mm. It was really good. And we're going to go get some more today. And anywhere that cooks with, like, mangoes and pineapples yeah. and combines that with, like, savory food, that's oh, right yeah. up my alley. Oh, like, yeah. coconut, anything tropical. Like, I'm a tropical bitch. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just looking at well, you. Right? Me. You got pineapple curry. I got mango special. And you kept asking me what it was. I was like, it's mango and it's special. Like, what else do you I am the mango know. special. Like, it was both mango and special. Like, it was not a clever name. It was in fact, accurate. Like, Brandon and I was saying this morning that wherever we go, we just want to get the thing that you got and yeah. get three of them. I'm like, I want the eat. mango special, but I don't want to share it this time. I'm not <laughs> sure. Like, it was so delicious. We can go back to that one. I don't give a fuck. It was yeah. good. They have really cool fish statues, too. So, um, that was... Fish. That was, that was amazing. Serendipity. Yeah. Serendipity. It was really good. Yeah. And so then we got back and rolled right into more dark goddess thing. It was the Yeah. But Hecate, like, first yeah. of all, oh, yeah, was go. it the Hecate one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got Hecate ahead of myself. Was... I was like, Dios Mia, here we go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the Hecate one was amazing. Uh, so well, Hecate, so it was in a hospitality suite, which is just like two rooms. Actually, I, those rooms on the 10th floor are like bigger. They're like for real suites. Yeah. Because they had like a little kitchenette or something in there. And, um, so we roll in and they have all the lights off and there's like this red light bulb in the light fixture. So it's like real, it, you feel it the minute you walk in. Who is sitting at the altar but my, my girl, fucking Timotha. From I don't know what the group is. Do they have I a group name or? Well, she, it, the, it was Radical Fairies that was hosting the room, but I think she has she her own. She's a Hecate priestess. She's just the one name type of. No, type she of girl. is Joanne or something. Her, mm-hmm. her, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's like Dio, and uh, we can look it up That's and a, name yeah. check her. But um, I just remember that her name's uh, Timotha because. It's, yeah. it's an un- unusual It's an unusual, name. yeah, name. Uh, but she's also a Chodpa, so her, her background is uh, she she actually lived for a time in a in a monastery doing Buddhist Chod, which is like a really um, esoteric, uh, deep Buddhist... I don't know a lot about it, but I'm going to tell you what I know, and then you can Google it. And Do you know anything about Chod? Because you're, you're the actual resident Buddhist, Buddhist here. Buddhist in this, yeah. I don't know anything outside of my lineage. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, she, I mean, you can, it's like, so she was sitting at the altar with her back to the rest of the room and had a, a hood on. So, like, you don't know it's her, but you know it's her. Like, I mean, I knew she was running it, so of course that would, and I did, there was a second, I was like, well, is that, that may be her? Maybe she's, like, no, no, that's uh, her. Energy doesn't lie. Like, yeah, no energy. shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I don't know, like, I don't remember if we covered the last Hecate ritual on the podcast at all, but, like, that's where I kind of, like, met and really got to know Hecate, and, like, that energy was just, like, in the room. It was, like, Hecate was already there. Yes. There was no need to, like, call her. No. Well, I sat down, so... She was already sitting there, and then there on the were, floor. There Everybody's were t- on the floor. Two people that were kind of in her group that yeah. were sitting there already. So we all sat, and it's dark. Yeah. And so I just started like working on my breathing, and immediately, like I felt like I was drunk. Like it felt like the room was reeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know that feeling of, of being in trance where you're like I am in an altered state of consciousness. So already. I felt that immediately. Yeah. Um, I will say, because I've been to two other rituals that she did, um, and they were both kind of the same 
vibe. Right. Um, so the first one was in one of the big ballrooms, and uh, she had her altar set up, and we did some chanting, and there was a thing where we, we had a rope, and they pulled it. And then we went to one together that was similar. It was in one of the smaller conference rooms, but very, very similar. Um, in both of them, we did a lot of chanting, where basically it was a really, really simple chant, but we did it for, like, at least 30 minutes yeah. uninterrupted, yeah. which I really enjoy, because unless I'm, like, held captive in a room where I'm being forced to do it, I, I don't have the attention span to do it, right. but it's when it, because of that, I absolutely need to do it, because it, it's something that is outside my comfort zone. Yeah, and this was more of a devotional rather yeah. than a ritual there was no rope and no um chanting which i did miss but there was like a portion in the very beginning where so like to start it off she just like is sitting at the altar and she's like who is here with this like super commanding voice and was like uh, and everybody froze. Like everybody nobody froze knew. except the bitch next to me. And she's like, do you want to know our names? I'm like, no, John, what are you doing? And she goes, maybe. Oh, oh. so good. So good. I was like, shut up. I'm saying words. Like, it's not, this is not participating right now. But so, and then she turns around from the altar and is still hooded. And is like walking kind of in the like middle of the floor on all fours, but like still hood. It was just yeah. That was, was like chilling because like... she was right next to me, and not only like <laughs> can you feel her, you can feel her aura when you walk in the fucking room twenty feet back, but like right next to you, it's just like you're bristling because it was so like oh, it was a lot of energy. Yeah, and she was like, she just kept saying who is here, and like. What did she say? Like, call out, call out the things. What are your fears? Yeah, what are your fears? Call them out. So then people just started shouting. (laughs) Which, at first, it was good. She was like, fill the air with your fears and your anxieties. Fill the air. And so people started yelling, like, self-doubt, like, abuse, abuse, rape, rape, uh, murder, like... Violence, All these things racism. that people are scared yeah. of. Yeah, like, personal things, political things. And then, like, 30 seconds later, when people ran out of things to say, they just kept yelling. There was, like, out. yeah, there was one dude in the back that just, like, kept just rattling off the, a laundry list of things that don't really, like... I mean, they're somebody's fears, for sure, but it was weird. They're just, like, some people are awkward and don't know how to just know when to not talk. Right? That's basically Yeah. So, so at that point, like, after, then, you know, of course she, like, stopped. was like, have we said it all? And, you know, everybody was like, no. So we kept going. And that, I think that only went for, like, one or two more times. And then, um, then it was name, name people that had recently, or not, or whatever. Name people, name, name the dead. Say their names out loud. We did that. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it was time for people to, like, you know, who, 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 I liked her wording. It was like, who risks speaking, speaking to Hikate and, and uh, speaking at the altar of Hikate. And I thought that was super cool until people actually started getting up to the altar and talking. <laughs> it's, it's so I'm going to talk about my personal relationship with Hikate for about two minutes. 
to me, she is not a goddess to where I roll up and give her, like, my gratitude and thanks and I love you. It's not a, it's not a, I don't want to say it's not a loving relationship. It's not maternal. But it's, it's not maternal and it's not, and, and that's just my experience. I can't speak to other people's experience, but she is a very no frills, no bullshit gonna give it to you straight kind of goddess for me like she shows up when i and she shows up when i don't think she's there and it's just like really like she's not sarcastic but she's a very like i'm gonna call you on your bullshit every single time get ready don't don't try to pull some shenanigans with me so so a lot of people you know we're going to the altar and saying you know i'm just so thankful I, I really you know i'm just so grateful to you for all you've done in my life and you keep showing me the way so some of it was vibing with me but some of the things people were saying were a little too um, i guess flowery and very so to me it was very much a replacement for a christian god kind of thing you know, like, I want somebody to fill that Jesus hole in my soul. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> fill that Jesus hole in my soul. I'm going to start saying that. Like, can you fill my Jesus hole? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, You're going to say it later at the orgy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't, so, like, if y'all want to chime in, like, that was just. Yeah. Well, I physically had to cover my ears because it was really taking me out of it and then I you know was very much getting annoyed with one the content of what people were saying two the kind of rambling three the the performative aspect of it um you know people were who are what they're saying is that they are devotees of Hecate and they interact with her so the idea that that they would need to be at this ritual and be in front of this altar and need to speak aloud to speak to her seems inconsistent with their actual practice. So I'm like, so why is it that you feel the need to get up in front of a bunch of strangers and say all this stuff out loud? And to me, that felt very much like you are trying to perform mm, yeah. in front of other people, which is not a thing that Hecate is down with. And... Um, in my experience. In my experience. Right. Um, so, the other thing was that um, Timotha just has such a excruciatingly powerful presence yeah. that I, which is not fair to the people that were speaking. Right. For me to be like, I would prefer for her, her to only be doing more. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of a high bar. So to say that, that I would have rather had her speak more than other people is a little unfair to the other people. Right. <laughs> but that was kind of how I felt about it. But, um, uh, but I, I definitely agree. I noticed a lot of people kept saying gratitude or grateful, mm. which to me, like, that is not a feeling or an offering or an emotion that means anything to Hecate. She's she's right. like I don't I don't want your gratitude. Your gratitude doesn't mean any like no definitely. She's in like my I want you to do the work. Yep. Yeah. Like 100%. you feeling grateful. I don't. I just want you to do the work. Yep. Like to get it show, done. Show the fuck the, up. The, the great the gratitude and also a lot of people to your point about sort of a more Christian framework. 
people are like, oh, what, Jesus the, the Hole? Jesus Hole. <laughs> Jesus Hole. But people were, <laughs> people kept saying, like, like I, I ask you to, like, lead me on my path. And I was like, Hecate doesn't lead you anywhere. Mm-hmm. She, like, is, like, we're going to the underworld, and, and she's... They, they had a really great invocation earlier where they were like, she she lights the way with her torch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she commands the spirits with her sword and uh, she carries a goad to to force the going. So yeah, it's basically a wit, a like... to force the going, yeah. I yeah, like so it, it's more like she's behind you being like, yeah. you got on this path. Wait, now get now we're together. going. Like, <laughs> for me, like she's always right next to me. There's never a time where she is ahead or behind, but she's right next. So, but she ain't leading shit. She's like, are you, you know, kind of, are you going this way? Or, like, is this really the way you want to go? Like, she's very, like, for me, she's very questioning. Like, are you sure? Like, that is the heckity vibe that I get. Are you sure? Do you know? You know, kind yeah. of like making me make the choice. Mm-hmm. Well, because that—that's her lesson of yeah, like, right. we're going to the underworld. Yeah. Um, so, so the idea to ask Hecate or to ask any person or deity or guru or anything like that to lead you, right? I feel like is very passive. Yeah, is very to to just simply follow. Like right. I, I want. I want the the recess lady to take my hand and lead me across the playground. Like, yeah. that's not who she is or what she does, and it's very passive. And the the thoughts I was thinking um, were more like, like Hecate, like make me afraid. Like, right? Like Hecate is like I I want to go in the deep end, and I need somebody to shove me. Yeah, and that's what you're there for. Yep. Because I'm saying I want to do these things, but I don't really have the guts yep. to just make it happen. Like so I'm that. asking you to, to... Make it happen. Or yeah. Like help me make it happen. To, yeah. So... Yeah. I... That was kind of annoying for well, me. But at least you put yourself in that space where you could have those thoughts. Right. I think, I think the mood was very much conducive. Like, had nobody said fucking anything, mm-hmm. I would have been very much more in tune with my relationship with her. Not that I didn't feel her there, but like it was I felt like she stepped back when people started talking Agreed about her. until I got up. Yeah, there were three people that said stuff that was really great. The first one was you. Yay! And you were basically like how can I your presence here? Well, you could say what you said. I, if well, you, I, if you remember. I, I remember sort of. I said your energy is strong here tonight because it was. Fact. That was true. Uh, I said something about Help us, like, coil deep within ourselves. Yes! So, uh, coil deep within ourselves. Help me, challenge me to dig deep, even deeper. Because, like, I dig pretty deep. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't mean to, like, I do a lot I do a lot of fucking introspection work. Shadow work. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I do that work on a consistent basis. What did you say about her, though? You said something about her Her burning image. face. Oh, yeah, we can't turn away from your burning face. Like, or that something was like that. Amazing. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, like, and I've talked about it before, like, I, like she, her face looks like um, earth with lava cracking through it to me, mm-hmm. um, so that's like a, I don't, not everybody has that, that face of Hecate, so that's a hard image for probably people to, but, like, to me, that's how she shows up, so 
I just said some words. Well, when you said that, like, you were like, we can't turn away from your burning face. It was, it was almost a command to everyone else. Right. And I think that that image... That's why, like, everybody's like, I saw Greyfall. Like, what? Yeah. And, like, I and just want a puppy. Heck, can, he, can he give me a puppy? And she's yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Here's a fucking Doberman <laughs> Pinscher. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and, and you were, like, coiled deeper within ourselves. And to me, that also sounded like a command. It's like... Yeah. Well, she's not about, like, what you want to do. Or, or feeling like, your feels as a yeah. performance in front of other people. No. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need to act it out in front of other people, then then you're, you're basically putting a mask up in between you and the work. Right. Because... It, you're you're putting yourself in the role of an actor mm-hmm. as opposed to you just doing it. Doing it. So you're right. creating, you're, you're taking a step back from your own self and becoming a character. And to me, that's a way of, of depersonalizing and... That is 100% not the work. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, and I felt a shift in the room when you said those things. People were like, Ooh. oh, shit. <laughs> the, the other thing... <laughs> One of the other uh, people that was kind of in the group, um, she said some stuff that, that really resonated with oh, me. Oh, the girl that was sitting right next to yeah. the altar. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was, yeah. Because she was talking about very much like, basically, make me keep my promises. Yeah. You know, it was very yeah. much like, I'm pledging stuff, and like, I'm, this, she said it in a much more poetic way, but basically she was talking about things like, like basically like, like keep me honest, and, and right. like, make me... Uh, show, show up, up. For, right. the, for the things that I, I'm saying that I want to do but I'm at so I'm asking you to hold me accountable mm-hmm. right you know yeah. um and to call me out and to like you know force me to do these things that I, I, I'm saying I want to do but right. like when push comes to shove I'm gonna probably try to wiggle out like so so her vibe I was like you get it like you're there you're were definitely. several people too that were like this is the first time I'm ever talking to you, so... And that was very genuine, and I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yes! Just, like, coming to her saying, like, I have never worked with you before. I am here. That was perfect. That's perfect. Or, like, I mean, whatever perfect is. But, I mean, to me, that's very from the heart. Yeah. And sincere. Yeah. Well, and, and the act of actually saying it out, like, getting yeah. up, standing in front of yeah. the altar and declaring it out loud. It's fucking scary. You're in a room full of other people, whether you remember they're there or not. Yeah. Like, you're still saying things that other people are going to hear. Well, and, and to me, that's an example of a time and place where speaking out loud is a transformative act and, and it is useful, as opposed to just being like, it's quiet and I just cannot help. Say I just feel like I need to say something. <laughs> right. um, yeah, it almost felt like a little bit like a tiny pledge, almost. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, that felt like a very bold act, and that the, the act of her saying, like her being, her forcing herself to say it out loud, yeah, felt important as opposed to some of the other people that were speaking. I was like, you could be saying this in your head because, or you could be saying it at your own altar because you clearly, if I mean, if you. If you roll up with that much gratitude or whatever, like you, you at least are of the opinion that you have a practice with her. Yes. Of the opinion. I mean. Yeah, I mean, my whole takeaway from it, like whenever I first got in there and felt the energy, I asked, like, Hecate, I was like, are you present? And she was like, I'm not present. Like, I stay in the shadows. You yeah. guys lose yourself to the shadows and come to me. <gasps> That's yes. Oh, like, my God. And so whenever, oh, um, like 
that like theme was consistent whenever the the moderator or the leader of the the ritual started like saying hey like yell your fears yell your anxieties mm-hmm. yell the names of you the dead to me like yeah. descend into the shadows with me yeah. like let's create like a, a a shadow space to descend to her and then like That's the amazing. energy just shat itself whenever everybody started making it about themselves right yeah yeah which is sad but yeah the, it would have been great if people just were silent yeah, I really, that's why I really preferred that, the ritual, because there was not space for people to come up and give their own personal devotion. It was just chanting, shouting, silence. And it was fucking, I don't know. Which, if you're powerful. in the shadows, like, silence is better. Yeah, absolutely. There's not a lot, that's why, like, I didn't feel, when I did get up to speak, because I really didn't know if I was going to, because the the manner of the way everyone else was speaking was not what I had to say. Like, I felt, like, intensity and seriousness needed to be brought to this party. Mm-hmm. So I brought it. <laughs> no, but, like, I just wanted to, like, I did feel like, okay, well, I, something's telling me to get up and say something. So when I said that, like, to, like toward the, like, I was, mine was very brief. And the last thing I said was, like, because, and the words weren't coming, like, Water. I mean, the words weren't flowing. There was like halting, um, like kind of a still staccato. staccato way I was speaking at the end because all I could think of was like, never stop showing us our truths. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it came out like, don't never. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it didn't. It no, sounded it, came okay. out very smooth, it sounded like, like it was like, deliberate. Oh, yeah. God. Well, th- I think that's the thing is there was, it was like something in my brain, like, maybe the influence of, of the energy, but, like, something in my brain was telling me to, like, stop, like, pause at each word, because I didn't really know the right, like, what she was trying to tell me. So, yeah, it was, um, it was intense, but I agree with you. The energy was, was, um, very different when people would roll up with their own personal mm-hmm. gratitudes. Unless, unless you were just being genuine and really just, like, saying, like, I am glad to be in your presence or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So that was... I mean, it was worth it to me. Also, we met a listener. Yes, so on the elevator going back to wherever we were going next, probably the room or something, uh, we were talking, I don't, I guess we were like talking in the elevator and um, a a woman was in the elevator and she said, do you happen to be Scarlet and Blackford from Hex Raven? And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) So it was very, it was so, so wonderful. And uh, I gave her a big hug and I don't want to say her name, but M. I don't know if she wants to get outed, but. And it was M and we really appreciate you even saying anything to us. That like literally made my weekend. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was just the best. That was the best. It was really which yeah, famous. I think we were we were more <laughs> excited to meet her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was that was awesome. Yeah, and then we had uh, two more things. Man, we're going long though. We're at a minute or an hour seventeen. Do we want to? Well, our other one was kind of. I can be very short about mine because I went to this year's Raras, uh, yeah. which is reclaiming and restoring American symbols. So this is a group led by Diana Paxson. They formed because they all went on, like, kind of a pilgrimage to the Washington, D.C. monuments, because they're all, like, kind of within a two-mile radius of each other. And they went to these monuments and said, oh, well, like, look at all the pagan symbology that is all over all this shit. (laughs) Like, because, you know, all these monuments are either, you know, based on, like, you know, basilisks or uh, Greco-Roman, you know, 
architecture, whatever. But uh, they started singing in these in these spaces with some some of the words changed, but singing like um, "America the Beautiful" or certain songs, but changing some of the words to be more polytheistic or pagan friendly. And people just random tourists just started singing with them. So basically, their whole point of existing is we want to reclaim the symbols from America and uh, take back the energy that we think this country really should be about. Yeah. Um. So basically, our ritual last night was uh, reclaim, or not reclaiming, but uh, honoring the mighty dead. So that was, I thought it was really good. I think they did try to be inclusive with uh, who they were honoring because along with George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. It's President's Day. Yeah, it's President's Day. They did acknowledge right up front that these people were flawed and 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 had personality traits that were problematic um but they also they did include like wilma uh, mankiller and harvey milk and martin luther king uh several other people of color so i thought i thought it was good i um i thought that the attendance was a little lackluster which made it maybe less energetic than it could be i think um we did try to raise some energy so that was good but it was I don't know that it had the power and punch that the one you went to last year did Um, I don't don't know I mean it might have also like because I talked at length about it because I was very just interested in the concept of it yeah I think it's a great concept and Diana Paxton is obviously a writer of fiction and nonfiction, so she's very articulate yes but her point was kind of well I'm a pagan Right. I'm also an American that has real strong feelings about things that are wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a uh, a college educated, successful, you know, uh, person that has that can do this full time. Right. Um how can I use my privilege to be be an activist and how can I use my magic right. to be an activist? And so, you know, Knowing that I'm I'm pagan and I have this technology at my disposal, well, I can use. There's already pagan symbols woven into American mythology. Right. So like, let's let's take those back. Let's use them. We already know how to do it. Um. And and I like. I, I didn't go to this talk, so so I'm kind right. of projecting what I hope it was about. But I I like the idea of um because it no matter what part of the political spectrum you're on everybody invokes the founding fathers. They're like, well, the founding fathers intended this or that. And and the this or that could be accurate Anything, or in, right. inaccurate. But, but they do have this mythological significance to us and this almost divine infallibility. And given that that's the case, how do you interact with these figures that are now almost mythological? Because they are flawed. Like, I love the Declaration of Independence. I think it's a brilliant piece of literature. I think it's a brilliant political document. Right. Thomas Jefferson got some issues. Yeah, He absolutely. owned slaves, yep. which kind of fucks up the sentiment of all men are created equal that he just fucking wrote, right? Right. Um, but he's, he's the founder that we're stuck with. So given that people already invoke him as, you know, the progenitor of this country... And we have this document. Uh, how how do you interact with him? How do how do you how do you interact with that legacy? How do you interact with him as a force, um, as a historical personage, as sort of a patron of this country? 
knowing that he's problematic. Um, And also knowing that people are doing the same thing in a pagan or political way um, for their own purposes. So, uh, which I think is something that is work that we all have to do because I, it's not possible to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like we, we have these founding documents. They're part of our legal system. Right. So you can't just be like, well, he was kind of an ass in his personal life and sort of a hypocrite in a lot of serious ways. That's true. But, um, that's the history that, that we're all sitting here with. So what do you do with it? Right. Um, and, and that's important work that we all need to be doing, especially because other people are trying to weaponize it. So anyway, it, it's, it's a lot of food for thought. Yeah, it was. And, uh, but I'm, I'm glad I went, uh, if nothing else than to you know, see, listen to Diana Paxson speak <laughs> one more time. She's really, she's very, um, she has such good, like grandma, witch energy, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's just really good. So I'm glad I went. Um, we popped into the Santa Muerte ritual, and you... I popped right back out, so and why don't I you popped go out ahead. of the other one, too. Yeah. So, I popped my head into the Santa Muerte one, and I was immediately turned off. I saw a bunch of people that are not Mexican or of Mexican descent, like, giving their thoughts and opinions about Santa Muerte, and they even had a man dressed as a Santero, which is not the same thing. It doesn't come from Mexico, it has nothing to do with Mexico... Santa Muerte is like a folk saint from Mexico and like a narco saint, which is completely different than how she was being portrayed like from the five seconds that I walked in there and saw it and walked right back out. And I stepped next door uh, to see what uh, Blackbird was attending to see, you know, what was going on over there. And I saw a bunch of white women in white robes talking about America. And I was like, you know, maybe this isn't the place for me either. And pop right back out of that one, too. Totally so, valid. I mean, So valid. that was my experience of last night. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I stayed for Santa Muerte. Um, it... They kind of did it, they they said, like, you know, she's a Catholic folk saint, so we're going to do some, like, Catholic, they did, like, the Lord's Prayer and stuff like that, and... Oh, didn't um, you say people had a reaction to that something? Yeah, they, I mean, it was in the description, and she put that up front, that we're going to, and she's like, I know that, that, that people have a lot of baggage with that, um, so just heads up, that's what's happening. When people started saying the Lord's Prayer, a few people got up, they were like, mm-hmm. and, and even I, like, I don't, I, I've never really been Christian, and I have really strong opinions on Christianity, but I certainly don't have, like, trauma of, like, being raised that way. Right. Um, but even for me, hearing everybody saying it was like... Uh, I ain't saying it. Uh, no, I, I didn't say it. No. <laughs> I just sat there and listened, but it, it still kind of weirded me out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but right. But that does that does totally track with... That is the, the practice. I mean, yes. people are dual-faith practitioners. Um, yes. And, and you can, we can talk about, you know, is... is She's not an official saint. She's a folk no, saint. The, the, the Vatican has denounced her. Yes. But, um, you know, so um, I will say that the, the altars were very pretty. Yes. So you could have gone in there and just, you know, done your thing and yeah. not really interacted with the group. But um, one thing that I would have said is that they kind of had it in the round. Um, mm-hmm. So they had everybody kind of sitting in a circle. Um, and we've been to other rituals um, that were riffing on the idea of, of a mass or Santa Muerte or mm. things like that. Shit, we've done other rituals. Yeah, we've done. <laughs> we've actually done them, and I really liked the one we did. Yeah, so. but um, I think that if you're going to do that, um, maybe set it up more churchy and just yeah. just go with that theme. 
Full fucking altar, get you an organ, whatever. Yeah. The other thing that really, really bothered me was the woman leading it kept saying Santa Muerta. No. Which is not... Linguistically correct? No, because Santa Muerte means, like, like saint or holy death. Right. And, like, death with a capital D. So saying Santa Muerta just means, like, dead saint. It, <laughs> it makes it an adjective. So that's not... So that was, like... I was, like, physically flinching every time she said that. Um, there was a woman who talked about... Cause it, so they had the altar split into three, so it was her red, white, and black roles. So it was white as, like, the healer, um, red as, like, the queen of hearts, and you would petition her for, like, um, love or, or money and things like that. And then the black one was for, like, hexing and, and, uh, and vengeance and things like that. Um, and then they also had a smaller shrine in the middle that had, like... St. Michael, like the Archangel, and um, uh, Mary, and, you know, your usual cast of characters, but... Uh, <laughs> and the Jesus hole. And the Jesus hole. <laughs> Everyone brought their own Jesus hole. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, and, but they did have uh, one woman um, sang a song in Spanish a cappella, and she had a lovely voice. I bet that was nice. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, I, I made a point to compliment her. And um, I don't know if she's uh, Hispanic, but uh, she she spoke as if she was fluent, so good for her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, that went, was... I did go next door just to see the altars after I was uh, done with my America time, and it was, they are they were very well done. I, I found, uh, when I was sitting, uh, trying <laughs> to, like, not, like, uh, from the Lord's Prayer, <laughs> I found a really, really dirty penny in the corner. So I, I gave it as an offering to the the Roja. Yeah, Roja was beautiful. That was the best one. They had oh, these we're... beautiful uh, flameless candles, but they were all red. So it was like yeah. this amazing, like glowing, like garish, like we'll either have red pictures. light district light. We'll do pictures either on the website or on in the next newsletter because I took some pictures. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know that they'll like be you know a great representation of how nice they were, but they were very nice altars. I liked that. So yeah. That was it. That was day two. We're going to wrap it up because we don't want it to go too long. But... i got to take a shower. we got to motor if we're going to make that funeral. Yep. No, I mean, <laughs> basically, I, well, yeah, I have a, it's like, it'll be a good day today, too, so we'll wrap mm. up again later. Yeah. So that was yeah. Saturday. We did it. Yay. Go team. Go team. You too. Okay. One, two, three. Hocus, 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 hocus bitches. bitches. Yeah, okay, I got to take.